we'd like to welcome you to our current event and weekly Bible study for January 11th, 2009. And today we're going to be doing kind of a compilation of different things. We're going to be talking about the uh, situation in Jerusalem, Israel. We're going to be going through some current... It Really, it's going to be kind of a current event study, a compilation of different things. Uh, and uh, we're going to go ahead and start off today with a talk on the the Middle East crisis, really, really Israel, and what's going on over there in the Gaza Strip right now, and how that's going to relate, or could potentially relate to the end time scenarios that we're going into, the formation of a Palestinian state, uh, how that could also end up relating to the Antichrist, uh, World War III, these types of things, because it's all pertinent regarding that subject, and this is going to confirm a lot of what we've talked about in the past. I've done uh, several teachings on uh, Israel and, and Iran and these types of things, and if you want to search out any of those, all you have to do is go to my homepage on Sermon Audio and uh, just key in the keyword either Iran or Israel in the uh, search box, and it'll it'll you can do that for any of the teachings, any subject you want to know about. So this one is uh, a little excerpt from a Cutting Edge article, and it's entitled The Rift Between Hamas and the Palestinian President Abbas flared to, to the surface yesterday, confirming our position that the real reason for the Israeli attack on Hamas was to remove Hamas from power. This is a news brief from the Jerusalem Post from January 9th. <clears throat> so this was just a, just a couple days ago. Hamas is entitled Hamas Abbas no longer heads the Palestinian Authority. Hamas says Abbas no longer heads the Palestinian Authority. The IDF anti-Hamas operation in the Gaza Strip has diverted attention from the row over Palestinian Authority President Abbas, which expires on Friday. Abbas's aides said that he has no plans to step down in the near future, claiming that the... Um, Palestinian authorities basic law allows him to stay in power for another year. So there's this there's this power struggle between Hamas which would be considered radical Islam and President Abbas which would be more moderate Islam. Going further it says Israel and the United States desperately wants President Abbas to stay in power because he is a freemason. Please understand when we talk about the situation with the Middle East it's so easy to, to start taking sides. And, and obviously, you know, I don't align myself with the Muslims, okay? And all of the propaganda that's that's coming out of there, you know, at this point. But but something that's very important to understand about this is is a lot of times people say, oh, it's a Zionist conspiracy to do this or that. or that. And you know what? Satan is at the head of this whole thing. And the Lord is permitting him to orchestrate what is ultimately going to end up happening, which is going to confirm what the book of Revelation and Daniel says. Yes, it's a satanic conspiracy. Yes, there's there's some Zionists involved. And these are what the Bible terms as, as they are not Jew, they are not the true Jews. They are of the synagogue of Satan. They are of their father the devil, and of his works they will do. So you have to you have to really bear that in mind because a lot of times people say, oh it's just the Zionists, or it's just the Catholics, or it's just the Illuminati. You know what? They're under Satan, his fallen angels, his demons, his devils. They're the ones that are ultimately 
in control of this end times conspiracy that is happening. So, just, I think that's important to bear in mind, to kind of look at the big picture all of the time. And there's there's certain factions of, of Islam that most likely are working with the Zionists. I mean, don't kid yourself, they're all ultimately on the same team. Ultimately, I'm talking at the very, very top here. I'm not talking about the, the people that are that are in the lower ranks. They don't have a clue. I'm talking to the people at the very top. Their strings are being pulled by the same puppet masters, or maybe different puppet masters, but they're all on the same ultimate team, which is Satan's team. Okay, so I'm talking about the evil factions at the top of the food chain here. It's very important to remember that. Israel and the United States desperately wants President Abbas to stay in power because he is a Freemason and is therefore totally compliant with the plans of Western Freemasonry to return control of the Temple Mount to Israel, because right now it's split, or actually really not split, but it's mostly Islamic controlled. Their Dome of the Rock is there. And uh, so they want to return the Temple Mount to Israel so she can build a temple based upon Solomon's old temple. Now remember, I've done some studies in recent weeks about Solomon and, and how the Freemasons are absolutely obsessed with Solomon and rebuilding the temple and these types of things. They're, they're obsessed with it. Hamas realizes this fact, as does Hezbollah, which explains their rock-solid re- resistance to Abbas and to the Israeli leadership as they attempt to establish the Palestinian state. Hamas officials said that as of Friday they would not recognize President Abbas's status as president of the Palestinian uh, Authority. Hamas and some Palestinian legal experts have openly challenged President Abbas's right to remain in office after the expiration of his term. Thursday was Abbas's last day in the office, said Osama Hamdan, the Hamas representative in Lebanon. Then he went on to say, Our position on this issue is clear. Abbas's term of office has expired. A spokesman for Hamas in the Gaza Strip said President Abbas would lose credibility because of his refusal to step down. He does not have the right to speak on behalf of the people. He's in power only because the Israelis and the Americans want him to stay. Now, cutting edge comments, that's exactly right. Hamas and Hezbollah view President Abbas as a traitor to the Palestinian cause and a stooge of the Israelis and the Americans. Okay, so this is how... This is kind of like the little power struggle that's that's going on there. This insight brings us once again to the real reason Israel invaded the Gaza Strip. To remove all hindrances to Abbas's authority and to speak to speak for the Palestinian people so a Palestinian state can be achieved. So see if President Abbas is in there, evidently the formation of a Palestinian state is going to be much more easy to achieve. And, and again, this is what the ultimate goal here is for uh, this f- faction of the Illuminati. Okay, And Israel must accomplish this goal before January 20th when Bush relinquishes command of the Oval Office. Now, they're saying this all has to happen for, before uh, January 20th. Now, I'm not as emphatic on saying that this has got to occur before January. I mean, come on. We've got right now nine days, and all this has to occur. And this is something that that they've wanted to have for years and years and years. And we're going to bring this about in nine days. Well, 
I'm not as emphatic about this as the reason they're saying this is because they're saying when Obama gets into office, all bets are off. You know, he's going to be totally sympathetic to the Muslim cause. And granted, I did a whole bunch of teachings exposing his ties, you know, to the Muslim religion and these types of things. There's there's no doubt about that, okay? But Obama's primary allegiance is to his handlers that are above him in the Illuminati. Okay? And what you have to understand is he's not the one calling the shots. He could be used to do whatever they really want him to do. And if he doesn't play by their rules, he can be removed. And when you see these politicians that get shot down, all of a sudden these scandals break out about them, please understand that any politician in high-level government, particularly in America, that I... I truly believe that the Illuminati has so much on every single one of them, if any of them get out of line, they can all be deposed. Any one of them. This is the reason that, like, within the Skull and Bones, just to give you an example, that in order to be initiated into the Skull skull and Bones, which is the probably the top most satanic fraternity in the United States, and we've had all of these... Uh, presidents that were just coincidentally in the skull and bones and and presidential candidates and these types of things that just so happened to be in the skull and bones, John Kerry and George Bush Jr., George Bush Sr., their dad, Prescott Bush. There's all these these presidents that have been in this very elite um, fraternity. They make them, in the initiation, they make them lay in a coffin, naked. Uh, They say with a ribbon tied around their genitals, I don't want to go there, but uh, and they have to confess all of their most worst uh, sexual escapades. And it's all written down, cataloged. In other words, the, the point I'm trying to make here is that they've got all types of, of things that, that they can blackmail them with. And if any of them get out of line, they can bring this stuff out. All these you know, gay scandals with these politicians. And I, I really believe that that if it wasn't purely for a diversionary tactic to keep our eyes on this particular event so we wouldn't be looking at what's going on behind the scenes, it's because they got out of line, they made somebody mad, they shouldn't have made mad above them, and now they're going to pay the price. And they're going to be embarrassed. And But if the truth be told, I believe that that could probably be said about almost every single one of the politicians at the higher levels, particularly in America. That, that way they're easy to control. So I'm just trying to maintain a little uh, perspective here in in this whole situation. The next article is from the Jerusalem Watchman, and it is entitled, Israel's Painful Dilemma. To win against Hamas is to lose. Now this is from a guy named Stan Goodenough? What a name. Anyway, I've read some of his his articles, and and they're very insightful. And he is a... uh, a Jew that lives in Israel and is looking at this firsthand from, and, and I believe that, that he's a, uh, he says, I'm pretty sure he's a Bible believer. I mean, a, a born-again Christian. I may be wrong, okay, but he, he writes as though that is the case. So, this is from January 4th, 2009. Israel's young men are deep inside the Gaza Strip, making their way through a hellish labyrinth where terrorists feel securely at home and where they hide behind civilian men, women, and children, waiting in anticipation to kill. Now, this is something we really need to understand. 
Because I got an email like the other day saying all these all these poor people in the Gaza Strip and all these women and children that are killed. Please understand that the terrorists hide behind the women and children on purpose so that Israel will be less inclined to strike back. But they're launching missiles at Israel from these uh, same positions and they're hiding behind women and children. How How... How incredibly cowardly could you be or self-centered where you would hide behind women and children so you don't get killed? I mean, I'm serious. That, that's to, to me, that's the epitome of a coward. Well, that's what they do. And so then when Israel does strike back, do you realize they've launched over 11,000 rockets into Israel since, since they pulled out of Gaza, I believe in 2005? Over 11,000 rockets. And when Israel tries to defend herself, oh, she's demonized by the world. Now, not so much by the American press. I will have to say that. But any other alternative news source, it seems like everyone is so pro-Islamic. I don't want to say pro-Palestinian. I'm saying pro-Islamic. This Gaza was given to them in a land for peace deal. It doesn't ever work. You cannot appease a religion that is bent on your total annihilation and total destruction, which is what the Quran tells them to do, to slay the infidel. An infidel is an unbeliever in Islam, and primarily to the Jew first. That is the only solution for the Islamic race, is total annihilation of the Jew. Now we know from the Bible that's never going to happen. It's not going to happen. Okay, but when we see all the stuff about women and children getting killed, you know, oh, it's the Zionistic plot. I'm not saying that that the upper people in the Illuminati are not orchestrating what is going on right now. I'm not saying that. But if you look at the situation in Gaza, okay, they're hiding behind women and children. When Israel finally does retaliate. And they're trying to do, you know, they're trying to actually get this job done that should have really been done a long time ago. I mean, here we are, 11,000 rockets later, and we still got terrorists firing um, rockets at Israeli civilian targets. Something has to be done at some point. And when they try to defend themselves, they're demonized by the world press. All you have to do is look at some of these Muslim rallies and to, to see what type of of people that we're dealing with. Watch some documentaries on the way the the Islamic people bring up their kids. What they do. It it is so nightmarish. It is beyond barbaric what the, the indoctrination that this false religion puts into them. Now, I'm not saying if the Jews observe the Talmud or the Midrash or the Kabbalah, I'm not putting that on a higher level. Okay? I'm not condoning either, is what I'm trying to say, when I'm, when I'm comparing this to true Bible-believing Christianity. Faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. For you say, by grace, through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. Religion will not save you. Faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. I'm just trying to give perspective here in regard to this particular subject because there's a lot of people that are real one way or real another way. Oh, they're either super, super, super like John Hagee. The Israel, the Jews can't do any wrong. We have to support them no matter what decision they absolutely make. And in fact, they got their own free back door to heaven. 
they got their own little free passes, this thing called ethnic salvation, meaning just because they're Jews, they get to go to heaven, and we don't have to witness to them or, or evangelize them. We got that view, and then we've got the other view where they're totally sympathetic to the Palestinians. Oh, these poor Palestinians. They should have never been in the Gaza Strip to begin with. Do you understand that? They should have never, ever been there. You have Israel, this little tiny sliver of land in the Middle East. You look at it on a world map. Just do yourself a favor if you don't believe me. Look at it on a world map. Look at the small, tiny amount of land that Israel actually possesses. And they've been dividing that up for, for years and years and years. How much is ever going to be enough? It's never going to be enough to appease the the Arabs, the Islamic religion. It will never be enough. Total annihilation is the only answer for Islam of the Jews. And once they're done with the Jews, guess what? They're going to go out to the rest of the world. Slay the infidel, the Quran tells them to do it. See, people that are, that are um, fundamental to the faith of Islam, meaning they go fundamentally by the Quran. They, uh, they, they're fundamental to their faith. They're supposed to kill us, according to the Quran. That's what it says to do. I've got a whole word attachment that um, I've done where I've quoted all of the, all of the uh, verses in the Quran that tell them they should do this. And there are several that tell them to do this. Behead those. Slay those infidels. It's what they're supposed to do. They're just being fundamental to their faith. Well, the moderate Islamic people say, oh no, that's not true. They're not reading their Quran very well. Go read your Quran a little closer, if you've ever read it at all. It's kind of like the example, it's kind of like comparing it to a lukewarm Christian that never re reads their Bible. They don't really know what, you know, they just believe whatever their pastor's telling them. We're going to talk more about this today. Uh, what I'm, and again, what I'm trying to do is let's have biblical balance when dealing with this subject. Let's look at the big picture here. So, going further, it is hard to know how it must feel. But going back to this article, and again, it's entitled, Israel's Painful Dilemma. To win against Hamas is to actually lose. It is hard to know how it must feel moving into what many have warned could, could so easily become a quagmire. It is very hard for Israel to leave. Uh... Let me just go back another line. The terrorists feel securely at home in the Gaza Strip now, where they hide behind civilian men and women, waiting in anticipation to kill or capture and torture the hated IDF troops, Israeli Defense Force troops. Now, at this point, they've been in Gaza long enough where they're very entrenched, they've got all kind of tunnels, they've got all kind of systems to hide behind the civilians, and then what they do is they launch, you know, these missiles whenever they can launch them at, at it, they hate Israel so much, they hate the Jews so much, they're just trying to launch as many rockets as they possibly can and kill as many people. Do you realize that if it were the other way around, Israel wouldn't be trying to kill everybody around them? Do you think Israel, in and of itself, would just sit there and try to launch rockets? If, if, if the Palestinians would just back off and stop just launching rockets. Do you think Israel would just all of a sudden arbitrarily start firing rockets into the Gaza Strip if they weren't provoked? It would not happen. But see, it's okay for the Palestinians, the Islamic people, to do it. That's okay. It's okay to launch 11,000 rockets. But as soon as Israel tries to defend herself, they're demonized by the world press. It's ridiculous. 
and I, I, I subscribe to several news outlets uh, in America and abroad, and almost every single one of those news outlets that are that are secular are all totally, unbelievably sympathetic to these poor Islamic people. Eleven thousand rockets later from the Gaza Strip alone, and, and oh boy, they're you know. I, listen, I'm not happy about women and children getting slaughtered, but understand that's also for the press. So we can look at that and say, oh, look at those poor little kids. They should have never been there. And the terrorists are hiding behind them. And it's like you get to a point where Israel's at where it's like, well, what are we, are we just going to let this keep going on? Are we going to live in terror 24-7? I saw a documentary the other day where it showed one of their schools in one of these zones that is getting fired upon. And I mean, it's like a literal fortress. A steel covering over the school with all kind of thing, bomb. It's, it's every place that you go there, there are little bomb shelters set up because the alarms are constantly going off. When they sense a rocket in the sky, the alarms go off and you got to get to a bomb shelter. How would you like to live that way? In the words of Hamas and its chief sponsor, Iran, Iran, Gaza could become the grave for many of these men. Yet Israel believes it has no choice. After years of absorbing rocket fire and mortar fire from the Arabs in the Gaza, rockets that have killed some, wounded many, and emotionally scarred tens of thousands of people, including children, it has finally chosen to respond. I mean, again, how much is how much punishment do they have to take before they have the right to respond? If America was being fired upon by rockets, let's say the rockets were coming from the Mexican border, do you think that Americans would sit back and say, oh, we, we, we want to be politically correct and we don't want to, we don't want to fire back at those, those poor people firing at us because we might kill some women. They're cowards and they're hiding behind women and children in order to accomplish. And they're wanting Israel to do what they're doing so then they can demonize them in the press and say, look, you're women killing innocent women and children. We would never do that. Oh no, 11,000 rockets arbitrarily fired over at Israel killing women and children. That's okay, though. It's just the hypocrisy, what I'm trying to point out to you, of the Islamic religion. Now, I got accused the other day, oh, you hate all people. No, I don't. I want them to get saved. Truly, I want them to get saved. God takes no pleasure in the death of the wicked. Okay? I do want them to get saved. I do care about their souls. Most likely, though, what we're dealing with are people that are not going to be converted. Narrow is the way which leadeth to life eternal, and few there be that find it. These people are so demonically possessed, and I'm talking generationally. And if you watch some documentaries on, on, on Islam, you'll see what I'm talking about. Most of them are. But then again, most of the people in the world aren't going to get saved either. There's going to be very, very few people. Narrow is the way which leadeth to life eternal, and few there be that find it. There's very few people that are actually going to get saved. I hate to say that. I know one thing, I'm not going to do them any favors by, by um, putting out some mamby-pamby teaching on this particular subject and saying, well, you know, I'm just going to overlook all of their carnage and all of the satanic ways that they bring up their children and all the things that they do. I'm just going to overlook all that and I'm not going to get into that because I might offend them. And I therefore become your enemy because I tell you the truth. I have a... Um, a man uh, locally that uh, his mom is, is Muslim and he's I've uh, started witnessing to him recently and 
he's seeing the light. He's seeing this clearly now. And he's going to his mom and showing her these things in the Quran and these types. And she doesn't really have an answer for any of this. Because there is no answer. It's indefensible. Chick um, Publications has all kind of resources in dealing with Islamic people. How to win them to the Lord. And really, it boils down to praying, I, I believe, ahead of time. Because this is a spiritual battle that you're in. I don't want them to go to hell. But that doesn't change the fact that most of them are. Most people on earth are, unfortunately, going to go to hell. I wish it were not so. I don't hate them where I, you know, this type of thing. But I do love them enough to tell them the truth. What I hate is the hypocrisy of that particular religion. But I do not hate the people in the religion. I don't want them to go to hell. I pray to God they all get saved. If it be possible. But I know the only way they're going to get saved is if they get a healthy dose of fear of God. And that the judgment of God, godly sorrow worketh repentance, these types, that's how they're going to get saved. They're not going to get saved by having their ears tickled. Nor is anyone else in any other religion. They need to be told the truth. So I also wanted to establish that as well. I know I'm doing a lot of prefacing today to build upon this because I, I really want to try to establish a foundation in regard to what we're talking about. So, going further, realists put the timing down to the imminent inauguration of the U.S. President-elect Barack Obama. Now, we've had Cutting Edge's ministry's take on this. Now we're having a, uh, a, a Jewish believer who lives there who writes on these types of things all the time. Very insightful writer, this, this uh, Stan Good Enough guy. And we're getting his take on it now. So I'm just going back to this. Realists put the timing down to the imminent inauguration of the U.S. President Barack Obama, who they believe will create a political pressure environment in which it will be far more difficult for Israel to carry out an operation of this kind. Now, that's what Cutting Edge was confirming, too. They're trying to get this done before Barack Obama's inaugurated on the 20th. Because they believe Barack Obama's going to be more sympathetic to Hamas, who he has already agreed to meet with Hamas and open up talks with them. Barack Obama. This is something Bush has not done. These are terrorists. I'm not defending Bush. But we're talking about these are barbaric terrorists that would, that would just as soon slit your throat... If you don't convert to Islam, I mean, this death to them is not is part of life. They are brought up in such a way as to die for Allah is to reign with Him in paradise and have your ninety nine virgins. That's what they believe is awaiting them. Imagine the terror when these terrorists go and they blow themselves up and they kill all these civilians and they're plunging into hell. And they're realizing, you know what? I've just been totally lied to by my religion. I, my, my whole life was a total lie. All the hate that I lived in was a total, absolute lie. That's sad. They're killing other people, most likely taking them to hell with them. That's the reality. It's sad. It really is. It's very sad. It's, it's sad all the way around. Uh, so, they believe Barack will create political pressure environment in which will be far more difficult for, it, for Israel to carry out an operation of this kind. So they're trying to get this done supposedly quickly. 
Okay, now again, I, I, I go back to the fact that, that the puppet masters are controlling what's going on, so I don't think any of this is, is to them, if they control Barack Obama, if they ultimately control what's, you know, the, 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 the conflict and the situation, I don't believe they're, they're, I believe this is all by design, in other words. So, whether or not either of these assessments is accurate, um, there is no question about the criminal and terrorist activity of which Israel accuses Hamas, and it is clear that the IDF had to go into Gaza and deal, uh, deal a hard, effective blow as possible to these Palestinian killers. The terrorizing of nearly one million Israelis has to end. So I pray for courage, protection, and enhanced fighting ability for the Israeli soldiers. I pray for their safe return to their families. And I pray for wisdom and divine guidance for the military and the political leaders in Jerusalem and Tel Aviv. Regarding Hamas, I pray for failure. Amen. For repeated frustration of their efforts and the efforts of their terrorist groups in Gaza. Sounds like this guy has a concept of imprecatory prayers, like we talk about in Psalms. I did a whole teaching on imprecatory prayers, a Christian's door of hope. See, when God judges the wicked, it always it always results in incredibly good fruit, biblically. Always. No exception. In fact, most of the time, that's the only time, that's the only way people get right with the Lord, is through God's judgment. And I don't mean judgment where they all get annihilated, but sometimes people will be annihilated by God's judgment so that other people will actually see the light and get right with the Lord and get saved. Read Psalm 64. Psalm 91. Ananias and Sapphira in the Bible. What was the fruit of that? When God, when they were struck down, many, it said many saw in fear, feared God, and many were converted. Always good fruit. But see, that's not stuff that's typically discussed in the average pulpit because it's not... It's, it's not going to bring in the tithes. It's not going to bring in the money. They're going to lose membership. It's too negative. It's not politically correct. Who cares? It's what the Bible says. It's what the Bible says. Just choose whom this day who you're going to serve. As Joshua says, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Doesn't mean I think I'm Mr. Perfect or, or whatever. Just saying, that's, that's how we should live, myself included. As Bible-believing Christians, just so going further, what he, then he goes on to say, what I am not able to pray for is the successful crushing of Hamas right now. Now that's kind of a weird statement. He's not able to pray for the successful crushing of Hamas right now. We're going to discover why in a second. He goes on to say, for I do not believe that any answer lies in the return of Gaza to the PLO, the Palestinian Authority, under leader, leader President Abbas. See, either way is bad for, for him. I mean, you got Hamas in there, they're firing all these rockets. But he doesn't, also, likewise, he doesn't want to return to the Palestinian Authority leader, President Abbas, who we just stated is a Freemason. On the contrary, for Israel... For Israel, such a development would be like going from the frying pan into the fire. That's why the title of this article is Israel's Painful Dilemma. To win against Hamas is to actually lose. In this sense, more than the quagmire Israel fears, Gaza is a real snare for the Jewish state. 
Let me paint the scenario. Hopefully I will explain why. Now, so now we're going to get his, his take on why he just made that last statement. The international community fails to secure and enforce a ceasefire in time to stop Israel from devastating Hamas, killing and imprisoning the leadership and severely degrading its weapons. Gaza is handed back then to the PLO authority, to the PLO Palestinian Authority. Okay, so this is the scenario here. Where, let, let's say Hamas is severely decimated and, and disabled. Gaza is then handed back to the PLO authority under President Abbas. This is the movement that's, that's portrayed as more moderate Islam, whereas Hamas would be radical, jihad Israel. Jihad means holy war. Okay, That's what they're supposed to wage. They're supposed to wage jihad against the Jews and against the unbelievers. That's what the Quran tells them to do. And the demons possessing them are the ones that are motivating this. That's something else you have to understand. That we battle not against flesh and blood, but against princes and principalities and the rulers of wickedness in high places, and against powers. Then it talks about, wherefore put on the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand the wiles of the devil. Putting on the breastplate of righteousness, your loins girded with truth, your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Putting on the helmet of salvation and taking up the shield of faith and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. This is a spiritual battle that is fought primarily on your knees. It's, it's easy to get our eyes fixed on the bombs and the bullets flying. But if you, and I, and I say these things so that you can pray about them and be educated to pray, you know, in an educated way. Just bear in mind, this is a spiritual thing we're dealing with here. So, this is the scenario. If, let's say, Hamas is devastated, Gaza's handed back to the PLO Palestinian Authority under President Abbas. Then, immediately the world, including those Western powers that are now tempering their criticism of Israel's actions in Gaza, and headed by a new American administration whose president is being swept into office on an enormous wave of popularity, this is Obama, that will render him extremely powerful and influential insists that the climate is finally ripe for the peacetime process to resume. So they're saying if, if Obama is swept into office in midst of all of this, and Hamas has been put down, and then President Abbas takes over of the Palestinian Authority, the more moderate, then Obama's going to come in and say, finally, uh, you know, I'm, I'm on this big gigantic wave of popularity, now we can establish a Palestinian state within Israel, and, uh, I mean, it does seem like a very plausible scenario here. Then, the Israeli electorate, thankful to the Kadama party for effectively dealing with Hamas, makes, his last name's Livni, who is fully committed to the U.S. push two-state vision, he makes them their, their new prime minister. Okay, this is the possible scenario he's painting. Okay. Then, what little resistance there is among the rest of Israel's politicians, to create the state of the Palestinian, to create a, the creation of a state of Palestine on the Jews' historic homeland, what little resistance there is to that is washed aside by this overwhelming flood of support, and with it the reality, basically, of a new world order. Even if Lukid's Benjamin Netanyahu is elected prime minister, the new Middle Eastern order 
that will exist with Gaza back in the Palestinian Authority's hands and the new world order that will be our reality with Obama in the White House will pretty much be impossible to resist. So in other words, these events are being orchestrated. Remember, the Illuminati's main motto, order out of chaos, the 33rd degree Freemasons motto. Ordo ab cow in Latin, order out of chaos. They're creating this chaos in order to bring about their solution, their order. Ultimately, the new world order is what they're moving toward. Let me stress this. It is absolutely essential that we keep our eyes and our prayers focused on the core issue. Israel's homeland and the efforts to wrest it from the Jews. I agree. Satan is not deflected. While sowing terror, murder, and mayhem, his aim has for decades been steadily on one target, one goal, the land of Israel, with Jerusalem and the Temple Mount. I mean, isn't it kind of funny that there's so much emphasis, always seems like, particularly ever since the uh, the Jews went back into their homeland, isn't it kind of funny there's always so much rigmarole going on regarding that particular area? Isn't that kind of funny? Is that just a biblical coincidence? Uh, it's not. And you could prove it biblically. And we're going to look at that further later. Then he goes on to say, it's easy to forget. It's, it's easy enough for us to forget. The story has been on top of the headlines every day for a week. TV screens and internet news sites rivet us with the latest scenes. Rocket damaged buildings, chaotic Gaza hospitals, restless IDF tanks prowling just one mile away from Gaza population centers, aerial footage of the Israeli strikes, screaming, blood spattered children, and frightened, furious adults. But this is, but this goal, where we are potentially headed, takes some keeping track of. So they're trying to get all our eyes focused on, oh, all this poor things that's going on in Gaza and all the, this and that. But what is the order they're wanting to bring out of this chaos, is the point. Drop our eyes for a moment and we risk being swept up in the chain of events that is forming and are the gathering momentum as Israel's leaders, especially its liberal ones, publicize their strategy and discuss how Israel may best benefit from this war. The world insists that Israel repent of its 2005 disengagement from Gaza, with a much larger disengagement from Samaria and Judea. In other words, the, the, all the Palestinians are, are, are freaking out, saying, oh no, you gotta, you've got to disengage from Gaza, and not only that, you better disengage from a much larger area, Samaria and Judea as well. The Gaza withdrawal, which took place in 2005, land for peace, another land for peace deal, which saw 9,000 Jews driven from their homes in the Gaza Strip, led directly to Gaza being turned into a massive terrorist camp, from which thousands more rockets were fired on Negev, leading to the current crisis. Only 11,000 rockets since 2005. I mean, hey, I mean, that, the, why can't we just all get along? Why, do we, you know, why are those Jews so, so mad? Well, I don't know. Only 11,000 rockets fired at, at, at Israeli civilian targets? unprovoked, I'm sorry, the, the, you know what provokes them? That they're Jews. The Jews in and of themselves are not going to fire rockets at them arbitrarily. We've already stated that. So they give them the Gaza Strip in 2005. But you would think, okay, now we've got land for peace. They're finally going to play nice, the Islamic people. They're, they're, that's going to appease them. No, it's not. 
All it does is it turned it into a massive terrorist camp from which they could launch their missiles. That's all Gaza means to Islam. They're just a little bit closer now they can get the missiles closer. And they want more land? Like that's going to solve anything? It's only going to worsen things. Then they're going to even have a bigger chunk of land within Israel to fire their rockets. It's never going to end. Well, it will end someday. Jesus Christ will fix everything when he comes back. But that's a little ways off at this point. So, nearly half a million Jews live in Samaria and Judea. This is the the land that they reference that that the Palestinians want as well. Now, that's nearly 15% of all the Israeli population. The world demands their uprooting, the ethnic cleansing of the Jews from the cradle in their of their nationhood. And again, they have this little tiny sliver of land there compared to the Middle East. And it's like it doesn't matter because the Islamic religion wants more and more and more and more. And yet they've got, you know, it looks to me like a hundred times the land that Israel has right now, at least a hundred times. If not two or three, I don't. It'd be hard to exactly do the math there. But it's it doesn't matter because it's never going to be enough. Never. That's what you have to understand about this. They're never going to be appeased because of the basis of the Quran and their religious fundamental dictates. It's never going to be enough. The Arab state that would, God forbid, be established in that Jew-free land, this is the Palestinian state they're in reference to, would be a large replica of Gaza. Exactly! It would just become another terrorist, uh, a gigantic terrorist camp. And they do the same thing in the Palestinian state they're doing in Gaza right now. It's like, you know, I can understand if they had moved into Gaza and all of a sudden they played nice and they've never launched a rocket and they've been good boys. <laughs> but the exact opposite has happened. 11,000 rockets later. You know what? I think we can trust them to give them their own Palestinian state because they played so nice. Now they're launching rockets from Lebanon again across the border. They're launching them still from Gaza. They haven't stopped. You know, they've played so nice. They've proven to us so much that we can trust them to establish a Palestinian state. We're going to give it to them. This is insanity. That's what I'm trying to point out. This is insanity. The, to- the, the absolute, the talking of, give- of making a Palestinian state. Look at the examples. The proof of their actions. Actions speak louder than words. By their fruits you shall know them, as the Bible says. A wicked tree bringeth forth corrupt fruit. That's all I see from Islam. Wickedness, corruption, hypocrisy, lies. But see, that's all okay According to the Quran, you could do all that stuff as long as you're, as you're promoting Allah's religion. As you're doing it in the name of Allah. If it, if it furthers his cause, you can do any of that stuff. Kill, murder, cheat, lie, steal. It's in the Quran. I've, again, I've got all these verses quoted in, in the attachment uh, that I've got. In fact, you can go up on the internet and just key in Muslim in uh, the search box on my homepage. And on any of those sermons... Uh, I think there's four or five where I really specifically talk about the Muslims. There's a little white PDF box. Click on the on the page to go to that particular teaching. There's a little white PDF box. 
click on the white PDF box and it'll open up the a big PDF and it'll give you not only all the quotes from the Quran and there's many more I just quoted some but then all of the other a lot of other documentation proving what I'm saying today here that I'm not making this stuff up they're their own as far as as far as I'm concerned the Islamic people are their own worst enemies because all you have to do is get them in public and their true colors show so easy. I mean, we're going to talk about that some more today. They cannot, they, they can't hide the demons inside them. They can't. It, it's so easy to bring it out. It's not, <laughs> anyway. So, if they establish this Palestinian state, it would be a large replica of Gaza. And we're seeing how well that's worked. With the Arabs on the mountains overlooking Israeli on, in the coastal plain in Tel Aviv, Jerusalem, Ben Gurion Airport, International Airport, and many other places are an easy rocket range of those places. Again, the, the even mention of a Palestinian state with, inside Israel is pure insanity. Pure insanity. This is frightening, this frightening future that looms ahead for Israel if it effectively crushes Hamas and Gaza. See, he's looking at this from a different angle than most people are. They crush Hamas. They get President Abbas in there. Obama gets elected. They establish this Palestinian state on his wave of popularity and the fact that this moderate Israel, uh, uh, Palestinian authority, or moderate um, Islam, President Abbas has taken over. Now we can all play nice. We got rid of the bad Hamas guys, and we can establish our Palestinian state now. We'll all play nice, we promise. Oh yeah, right. Like your promises mean anything. Then it goes on to say, no wiping that group out and handing the reins back to Muhammad Abbas would be a positive development in the long run. Ultimately, it could lead to even more terrorism and a war that Israel has experienced in the South, hard as that may be to believe. It would be like... You know, it would be like, okay, we're, we're in like uh, World War II, and we're going to let, we're gonna w- let World War II, we're going to let the Nazis establish several outposts in the United States. And in fact, we're going to just give them one of our states. Here, Mr. Nazi, Nazi regime, Mr. Hitler, we're going to give you one of our states. And we're going to give you some outlying places and stuff like that. And we know you'll play nice, because all you really want is just some land. That was the only problem. And we didn't want to give it to you, even though you've got your own land, own country, and own land. And, and we're going to give you this because we're trying to appease you and be politically correct. Do you think that would have worked? All it would have given them is, I mean, they would have beyond a foothold already within the area that you live. That's exactly what we're talking about here in Israel. No different. Of course, I think that how it would be different is Arabs' hatred for the Jews is probably, there's probably no other hatred on the planet that could be compared to it. I don't think Nazi Germany, German Jews' hatred toward Americans it could compare to Islam's hatred of the Jews. This is long-standing, deep-rooted, generational curse stuff we're talking about here goes back thousands of years, ingrained from when they are little babies. I've seen the documentaries on how they raise their kids. 
and how they indoctrinate them into death and killing at the earliest possible ages, when they're babies in the crib. They're, even their little, their little cartoons they play for their kids, they, go, they show about mur- martyring themselves and, in the name of Allah and killing the Jews, and it's this wonderful thing. I've seen them, I've seen them have Disney show settings on, um, uh, on this one documentary I watched. And they have like this dis- they have all these little cartoon characters, and then they have the little kids. We're talking four and five years old, six, seven, singing about oh, killing the Jews and dying for Allah and all this other stuff. So sick. It's so beyond sick. I I I, I, I mean, I so feel for those poor little kids that are absolutely, totally indoctrinated into this from a tiny, tiny age. I'm not saying the Lord can't set them free. It, it's just very sad. It, it really is. And that verse comes into my head about where Jesus says, if you offend one of these little ones that believeth in me, it were better that a millstone were, were put about your neck and you be cast into the midst of the sea. It had been better for that person to have never been born. So, he's saying that, that if uh, wiping that group out and handing the reins back to Mahat Abbas, Mahmoud Abbas, President Abbas, would be a positive development, would not be a positive development in the long run. Ultimately, it could lead to even worse terrorism and a war in Israel that is experienced in the South, as hard as that may to be believed. Well, it's easy to believe. You establish a Palestinian state, you're going to have what's taking place on a smaller scale in Gaza go to a much larger scale in the Palestinian state. And yeah, maybe they'll hold off rocket fire for the first two or three months when they get in there. Other, why? Because they're, they're digging in, they're digging their tunnels, they're establishing their terrorist network, they're bringing in weapons one way or another, and then they're going to let the rockets fly. And they're going to be flying from all kinds of directions. And then they're going to have a much bigger problem on their hand than they ever had with Gaza. That's why he's saying this. Doesn't this just make sense? Common sense stuff we're talking about today here. If you really boil it down, if you look at it biblically, we're just this is common sense. Then he goes on to say, so it's hard for me to pray for Israel's full victory in Gaza right now because of what it would actually mean. And we just stated why. What I will pray for, what I will pray is harder to believe for. It would require a miracle and at this moment politically impossible development. The return of Israel to Gaza and Gaza to Israel. This time to stay. Amen. It should have never been. Do you understand that they should have never been in Gaza to begin with? So we can sit here and say all this or that about these wicked, wicked Israel. They gave it to them because they were trying to appease them, giving them land for peace. In turn, the Islamic jihadists rewarded this land for peace deal by launching 11,000 rockets into Israel. That was was how they returned the favor to Israel. When you're dealing with the devil, you, you, you just don't continue to give him what he wants. Then he goes on to say, if however the Almighty will use the IDF to smash Hamas, 
then we need to then we need to already be massively bombarding policymakers with a solid and a proven reasons why establishing an Arab state in Judea, Samaria, and Gaza remains a non-starter, that the demise of Hamas in no way justifies or should be seen as an opening way for the creation of Palestine. I mean, yeah, so you suppress Hamas through this gigantic military um, action that you're taking in Gaza. Oh, yeah, Hamas, is, Hamas has been... Um, Disabled, at least in that particular region. So now we can establish the Palestinian state because, you know, Hamas has, has been disabled in that one little particular area. That, again, it's insanity. What is certain is that Israel will not find peace and the Arabs will not be appeased by the surrender of more land to the Palestinians. And how much history do we need to confirm that? In fact, the land for peace formula must be totally revised and reversed. For Israel does not have land to give, and the Palestinians do not have peace to give. The only thing they have... This is a barbaric, warring people. And I'm talking, I mean, obviously I'm talking primarily about the people that are that are at the top of the, of the food chain, the fundamentalist Islamic people that we're talking about. This next article is by uh, Stan Goodenough. What a name, Goodenough. <laughs> oh, I love it. Stan Goodenough. Are you good enough? Anyway, um, that was January 4th, 2009, and it's entitled, is Israel's Arab Citizens Openly Declare Rejection of the Jewish State. So this is Israel's Arab Citizens Openly Declare Rejection of the Jewish State. Um, and this is just a short one. In what organizers describe as one of the largest demonstrations ever held by Arab Israelis, tens of thousands of people took to the streets of northern Israel town of Sakinan on Saturday to declare and proclaim their support for the destruction of Israel. Now this is taking place in Israel. Okay? Thousands of people. In northern Israel were in the streets proclaiming their support for the destruction of Israel. A number of Kesnet members attended the rally. Kesnet, one of the higher political institutions in Israel? Yeah, a number of the Kesnet members attended the rally. Including Wasil Taha, who hailed the event as one of the greatest demonstrations we have seen because it affects each and every family. People seek to express their pain by showing solidarity with the members of our nation. Evidently, Arab nation. Israel's Arabs are Palestinian Arabs who accepted Israeli citizenship and who enjoy all the benefits of that citizenship, including a higher standard of life than the citizens of any other Arab state in the Middle East. But that doesn't matter. I, I truly believe that Islam has encouraged people to try to encroach on this area of Israel as much as possible so that they would put themselves and preposition themselves so that they would be in this position to put all of this pressure, to launch all of these rockets, and to ultimately pressure for the creation of a Palestinian state. It's all by design. I mean, if they're, the, if, they're the, if they're the enemy of the Jew, why would you encourage your own people to go and live amongst your enemy? It doesn't make a lot of sense. Unless you're wanting to infiltrate them 
common sense is what we're talking about here. Looking at this from a common sense perspective. The hatred of the Jewish state is so strong among many of these Arabs, and they openly embrace the Arab dream of Israel's demise. According to Ynet News, rally leader, his last name is Zabadat, declared during his speech, quote, the Israeli killing machine must stop. Oh, now, isn't that the pot calling the kettle black? The Israeli killing machine must stop. And again, it's okay for them to launch 11,000 rockets from Gaza after they were given Gaza on a land for peace deal. They were appeased, but no, 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 no. That just, oh, good, thank you for giving this to us because now we're going to launch 11,000 rockets at you. And that's going to be okay. Don't you dare retaliate against us or we will demonize you to the world news. This is insanity. The Israeli killing machine must stop. What hypocrites. They're one to talk about killing machines. They're really one to talk. No shame in their game. Then he goes on to say, I call from here to the people of Gaza and say, don't be afraid. Don't give up. Block them with your blood. Oh, but we talk about the Israeli killing machine. And he's saying, block them with your blood, meaning give your life for Allah, whatever it takes. Block them with your blood in order to build the Palestinian state, whose capital is Jerusalem. And again, funny, there always seems to like they're so obsessed with Israel and Jerusalem. I wonder if that confirms the Bible at all. Oh yeah, it confirms the Bible a whole lot. Yeah. We're going to look at some of those verses. We the people of Palestine will continue to defend it through battle with our soul and blood and in peace. Peace. I love it how they mix peace with everything. I love it when they had that London peace rally. The the Islamic people did. And they and they had all their little placards and signs saying, "Behead those uh, who who mock Islam, slay those who mock Allah. Uh, Europe is the cancer, Islam is the answer. I mean, just, you know, one thing after another. But that was their peace rally. Boy, they have a really warped definition of peace. You know? Hypocrisy, again. Of, of, of such a degree, I mean, it's just... Unbelievable. This ends by saying Israeli governments have long looked the other way, choosing to ignore treasonous statements and actions by Israeli Arabs, including parliamentarians. Remember, this is order out of chaos, so let's not get our eyes off that. This is by design. The next article, and I saw this personally on the internet, Florida... This is in Fort Lauderdale. Uh, this is, again, by Stan Goodenough, January 4th. Now, I watched this I watched this video up on YouTube. I put it out on, the, uh, on one of my um, newsletters. The ugly face of Israel and um, Jew hatred was revealed on the streets of Fort Lauderdale, Florida, last week, as hundreds gathered to demonstrate against Israel's self-defensive war against Gaza, Gaza's Hamas terror group. Up to 300... Men and women, white and black, Arab and Caucasian, teenagers and gray-haired, spewed their venom at the Jewish state. 
According to Tom Trento, a concerned American citizen who mingled among the demonstrators, filming them and then posting the video on YouTube, the gathering at the busy intersection of a Main Street Boulevard was protesting Israel and American support of Israel. And again, you know, it's like, okay, we can launch 11,000 rockets at you, but don't you dare. Don't you dare attack us. Don't you dare defend yourself. Because we'll, we'll pour out into the streets and we'll protest you, you wicked, wicked Jewish state. You wicked, wicked bunch of Israeli people. That's how they act. They go on to say, he goes on to say, this is this guy that reported on YouTube. This was not Gaza. It was not Paris, France. It was not London. It was not Detroit, Michigan. The horrified uh, Trento, his last name's Trento, said on the commentary video, this was Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Which isn't that far away from where, where I live, actually, in Florida. Wearing trademark checkered PLO headdresses, the anti-Israeli demonstrators wore and waved banners sporting slogans ranging from Stop U.S. Aid to Israel to Nuke Israel. Nuke Israel? You'd kill a lot of your own people. If you did that, oh, it would all be for Allah. That would be okay, probably, if they killed their own people, as long as it was for Allah. I mean, isn't that what they're, they're saying? You know, if you're a martyr, martyr for Allah... You're going to dwell with your 99 virgins and, and all the wine and uh, hamburgers you can eat? Sorry, I made the hamburgers up. But anyway, you know, maybe extra order of fries, too. Ah, sorry. Then they go on, they say, it's time to go, yelled the man through a megaphone. Occupation is a crime. Bellowed another, apparently unaware that Israel, three years ago, ended completely its occupation of Gaza and was only fighting the Arabs there today because they had turned the Strip into a Mecca for terrorism. We want Gaza, we want... So they finally give them Gaza, and they're like, oh, we're going to show you... We're going to show you how we're going to thank you. They gave it to the Muslims. And, and, you know, the rest is history there. As the crowd grew more, grew more verbal, the language became uglier. Now, I saw all this stuff on the Internet, on the video posted. None of it really surprised me at all. It, all it does is confirm. I mean, I, like I said, the Muslim people are their own worst enemy when it comes to this type of thing. Because they can't keep their mouth shut. They're impossible. They cannot keep their mouth shut. They cannot keep their actions in check. And yet they call themselves a religion of peace. That's what I find so, I don't know, warped about this thing. But, uh, a young woman shouted, You are losers! You are losers! Addressing a small group of about 18 Israeli supporters standing on the opposite side of the street at First Baptist Church, on the other side of the road. Then they go on to say, Your mother is a whore! She's screaming, Your mother is a whore? Why? Because they don't support the Hamas death machine? My, now my mother's a whore? That's what she was saying. Another scream, and then another began to chant, Nuke Israel! Nuke Israel! Do you think if the Israels were, the, the, the Jews were in the streets in different parts of the world, and they were screaming, Nuke Iran! Nuke the Pal, or Nuke, um, Nuke the Muslims. You think they would get away with that? No, but you see, it's okay for the Islamic people to say this. It's okay. 
There's such a double standard here. That's why I'm trying to point out the double standard that we're dealing with here. So that, that guy was saying nuke Israel. Then there was another one that was saying go to hell, go to hell, go to hell. Like I said, they can't control their tongues whatsoever. They can't control their actions whatsoever. And particularly the people that are, that are in the radical Islam. Who are, who are fundamental to their faith. They're, they're being fundamental Quran followers. The moderates and, and the, the, the lukewarm Muslims, they're just not being fundamental to their faith. And then another woman wearing a headscarf shouted, Go steal other lands. Go murderers. Go back to the oven. You need a big oven. Oh, that's nice. Well, I guess in reference to the Holocaust where the Jews were slaughtered, they need a big oven. Why? Because they're defending themselves? They give you the land, that's not good enough, and then they, they defend themselves finally after 11,000 rockets land? And that's just in one... I'm just talking one front we're mentioning here. How dare they defend themselves? Doesn't this get you a little bit fired up? You know, righteous and indignant? The Bible says, be angry and sin not. Other signs accused Israel of ethnic cleansing. Israel is a terrorist. Oh, boy, again, that's the pot calling the kettle black. Israel's the terrorist. Okay. Then read a second, read a second while a third wondered whether Israel had taken notes during the Holocaust. Whatever that means, you know. And an imam, meaning one of their clerical leaders, led the crowd in a prayer. They chanted before prostrating, they, they, they shouted Allah Akbar. They chanted before prostrating themselves on their prayer mats. Oh good, so they're going to show us their false religion. Listen to this. It, it, it almost, this, this almost defies logic. It, it, it's, it's so unbelievable talking about this subject because of the double standard and the hypocrisy. Listen to this, you're not going to believe this. This imam then says, now this is after them the prayer match, and they're saying, you know, Israel needs a bigger oven, your mother's a whore, nuke Israel, all that stuff. Okay? Then the imam, the good imam, gets up there and says, we want to educate the people about is what Islam really is, so that they can appreciate the beauty of it. <laughs> they can appreciate the beauty of it. All I would have needed to have done is, is saw the fruit of the demonstrators and the venom spewing out of their mouths to see the true demonic beauty of Islam. Then he goes on to say, he told, then he goes on to tell the reporter, once people understand the real beauty of Islam, they will have no choice but to accept it because they will realize that it's part of their nature. What a lie from the pit of hell. It's almost like they're comparing it to the Lord Jesus Christ, you know? Jesus Christ is the only way to salvation. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me, as Jesus said. But he's, he's equating it almost on that level. The real beauty of Islam. They have no choice. See, what ultimately their goal is, is to not give you a choice. You either convert or be beheaded. That's what the Quran says. I'm talking about in areas of the world where Islam has taken over 
to enough extent, just like the Catholics were during the Inquisition, you give them enough power, you give them enough control over society, their fangs will come out. The Catholics, they kill millions upon millions upon millions of people in the Inquisition, all supposedly in the name of God, torturing them in the most horrific ways in order to, to get confessions or conversions. That's okay, because they, did, they believe the same thing, guaranteed. They, as long as they're doing it in the name of Allah. The demon moon god, the fallen angel moon god, Allah. It's not the god of the Bible, it's the moon god. So they'll have no choice but to accept it because they'll realize it's part of their nature. I tell you what, if there was ever a race of people that looked demon-possessed, just look at the countenances of their faces. Do you ever just look at somebody and you can just tell they're evil? I've never seen a larger sect of any particular religion that looked more flat-out evil than they do. Does it mean I want them to go to hell? No. I pray to, with God, all things are possible. Pray to God they get saved. I'm stating the obvious today. Following their prayers, the crowd crossed the road and confronted the pro-Israel group. Now, I saw this too. Only a cordon of police appeared to prevent them from assaulting the smother gathering. If the police wouldn't have been there, they would have probably killed those people on the other side of the road, had God permitted it. One woman said, they're so violent, said a bewildered woman with an Israeli flag. I saw that. I saw it when she said that. I mean, these people were bewildered at the hate they were witnessing. And this is just because Israel is trying to defend, its, defend itself against what's happening in Gaza. One commentator wrote the following presentation. The plan of Islam to take over the world with its insidious hatred emanating from its evil book. I like his... It's very, very... Uh, and, and again, that is their goal. To take over the world with its insidious hatred. It's, it's a religion based on hate. Pure hate. emanating from its evil book, has been going on for years in Europe. See, they're well aware of this in Europe. They, Islam, to a large degree, has... Well, I mean, wow. We're talking about a takeover that's, that's uh, going on over there. England, Holland, Sweden, and other countries are infested with these evil people hiding behind this, this title of the religion of peace. This is very far from the truth. America, beware. Elsewhere around... Now, this is a reporter reporting on this. Elsewhere around the world, hundreds of thousands of people reportedly demonstrated against Israel's efforts to defend its citizens. Venues including London, other British cities like Manchester, Liverpool, Glasgow, European countries such as Italy, Germany, and Turkey. There were also demonstrations in Sweden, Norway, Greece, Cyprus, and Indonesia. I'm going to go ahead and end part one there because we're running out of time on this one. And we'll go to part two. Um, next, and we're going to be talking more about Jerusalem.